Hello, what up? My name is KE. I'm a fantasy basketball nerd trying to come out on top in my fantasy league this year. I believe in strategies and mindsets over a hot take and evaluating this game by diving deeper into the stats while trying to spot out any X factors for these players. I'm just trying to guide everyone towards a bomb time playing this year, myself included. Without further ado, let's get it. Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to give you guys a huge shout out, um, just an appreciation and thank you. This first episode, I just feel like this entire podcast is just taking me a lot of takes and a lot of time and I'm just not used to this format, but hopefully I'll get better at this and things will improve. So enjoy the first episode, guys. Thanks. Welcome to the first episode of Torch of Fantasy Basketball. I'm your host, K.E. I'm going to hop right into the 2019-2020 NBA season because a lot of things went down already and it's kind of overwhelming, but I'm just going to go over the, I'm just going to go through the big news, the big injuries and people coming out in and out that's happened so far. Uh, if you hear your name or any of the, any of these names that you recognize, something probably happened to them. So you should keep an eye out. Well, the big news that rocked the world, Zion's out. Yeah, Zion Williamson's out 68 weeks for a right meniscus tear. Marvin Bagley's out 4-6 to six weeks for a non-displaced fracture in his right thumb. So that sucks. Bledsoe's in, so his ribs aren't bad. Batum, Nicholas Batum is out 3-4 to four weeks for an injury in his finger as well. P.J. Washington is doing really well. The Timberwolves, I can't tell if the Timberwolves are doing bad or P.J. Washington is doing well, so we'll see. Taco Fall hit his head. He's too tall, and he got a concussion because of it. Jimmy's out because he's a new daddy. Congratulations, Jimmy Butler. Cody Zeller is also taking a personal day, so I don't know. And that's most of the big topics for NBA news. Going to be doing this segment every week. Just a quick recap for the past week's injuries. Just because injuries really derail teams and um, it's just be good to know and keep track of for yourself in case you didn't know. Okay, so here's the first question. What are my thoughts on everything that's happened so far in this season? Uh, I think the big overall arching mindset that I have at this time is to kind of not freak out. Everyone needs to chill the F out. This is, the season just started. Everyone's, the dust still settling from a draft. I don't think anyone needs to be freaking out about the, the state of their team right now. I, I understand if you had a bad draft and you feel like you really need to change it up and save your team from oblivion but i feel it's not incredibly important the rankings themselves are still settling right um the nba statistic rankings only have a handful of data sets for you guys to uh for them to work with say say a, a player that's uh very inefficient maybe from a free throw percentage or a field goal percentage standpoint is being ranked currently right now they would probably be ranked very very far below their normal rankings just because um just because uh poor efficiency actually really hurts a player's standings on like 
say, Yahoo's ranking system, especially at the beginning of the year. So I'd take everything that's happening right now with a grain of salt. Players who shoot poor, poor free throws or poor field goals or have like high turnovers probably won't be ranked very high um, at the beginning of the season. This will, on average, even out towards the end of the season. But for right now, only a handful of data sets. I really don't think you should be dropping any of your mid-round players that you picked up in your draft this early, right? What are my next thoughts? I guess um, the next thoughts is if you have opponents or your coworkers or league members who decide to drop players that are uh, that you feel are very valuable or have uh, are better than their worth, I would give a long hard look into maybe adding those players onto your own team. Um, yeah, a lot of people have trigger fingers and they they feel the need to dispose of players if they don't feel that um, they're doing well enough. But I think the the important thing is just to keep calm. Relax, your team's gonna be fine, and it'll work itself out. If you really feel like you drafted really poorly at the beginning of the season, um, I would just focus maybe on the bottom of your draft, on the bottom end, especially if you're in a 12 team league. When you're that deep in, um, the top 150 players in any given league, in any given like NBA league, are gonna be the ones that are starting and Maybe like 20, 30, 40 of those, give or take, might not actually be starters. Um, outside of that, if you're in like a t- greater than 12-team league, uh, I think it's totally fine if you're just dropping your your last picked player for another waiver wire pick. pick. Um, totally fine at this point in the season. But if otherwise, I think the rest of everyone else who's deciding to drop your mid-round, I don't know, players who look who look bad on paper. Like Montrez Harrell was ranked 600 and something, 625 at one point on Yahoo. But we, we all know that he's not going to stay at that rank. He's definitely going to move up back into the top 100s. It's it's just too early to, to do anything drastic. So yeah, take it with a grain of salt. These stats are, are not fleshed out yet. But yeah, let's let's move on, yeah, shall we? I will spend quite a bit of time on this new segment, and it's called Questions from my very talented and inspiring but fantasy illiterate girlfriend. Da, da. Here are some questions from my fantasy illiterate girlfriend. Hopefully, this will be helpful for anyone who is just starting fantasy. If you have any more questions, feel free to ask. It's on my website, torchfantasy.com. Just a plug. <laughs> But anyways, let's dive right in. So number one, why do you keep up with anything if you're drafting at the beginning? First thing that comes to mind is every week, uh, people who play fantasy are required to set up their lineup. And there's different players playing on different days. And every day of the week, there's a person that needs to be plugged in. Another reason why is certain players just don't do well, or maybe they get injured. And you have to keep track of that in order to take them out and or replace them. Question number two, 
how do you get points? Because do you exactly do you get points? Do you pick one person from one position and one from another position? And do they just duke it out? Or do they get different? Uh, I didn't write the rest of this question. Okay. Yeah, but you don't care about what I have to say. How dare you? No. Okay. So the question is, how do you get points? And do players just duke it out with each other in order for you to get those points? The answer is no. So the players that you draft at the beginning of the year go towards your collective team's goal. Um, and every week you battle it out with a different member of your league to see who earns the most points, rebounds, assists, uh, so on and so forth. Because you're going to be battling different teams um, every week, it would probably be ideal to create um, a team for yourself that is balanced across all the categories, which should help you beat other teams that you will likely face in the future. I also need to clarify that I'm actually referring specifically to category head-to-head -head leaks, which I will explain soonish. Okay. How do you maximize your pointage if it isn't one-on-one? -on -one? Maximizing pointage, just I would focus on getting good players. That's all. It's can't really do better or worse. Um, if you have if you have terrible players, they're just not going to get as many points. It's, I don't think that's answering the question. No. What's your What's the question? How do you maximize your pointage if it isn't one on one? Maximize your pointage. Can't, I can't just say get better players. Get good. Yeah, because then it because then get better players is the same thing as like drafting, and like draft already happened. Like now what? Now how how do you how do you do the do now? If you really feel like you didn't draft that well, I would say uh, go to the free agency or waiver claim area and pick up a player you feel like is doing well and drop that uh, and drop a player you don't think is doing well on your own team and swap them out. Uh, this will probably be best to do at the beginning of the season. So yeah, just go to the waiver claim. Just because um, a lot of the players that you... Uh, that the preseason ranked um, might not do as well as they were expected to do. And so there's a lot of people currently on the waivers that will uh, perform a lot better or have more opportunities. So um, at the beginning is probably the best time to uh, pick up those uh, missed players, That I would say. And the final option would be to trade with other teams, but... That would require haggling, so yeah, haggle. No, I mean, do you, do you know like? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> well, a waiver is. I think the word wave means to like pass off on your ability to do something, whatever your your right to do something. Well, the waiver wire is just you passing off on one of your own players to pick up a new player. One that's not on any other teams and that is available to be added. What's FG stand for? Field goal? FG stands for field goal. FG percent stands for field goal percentage. Wait, it's not field goal. Yeah. It is field goal? It's field goal percentage. But field goal is like football. Yeah, there's field goals in, in basketball, definitely. Every shot that you take gives you, like if you make one out of one shot, 
you, you have a 100% field goal percentage. But if you miss the second one, so if you beat one out of two shot, you'll beat 50% field goal percentage. What's, so FGA is field goal average? Attempts. Attempts. So FGA is a field goal attempts. And then FG is completed, and FG percent is the percentage completed. Exactly. The golden trifecta for percentages. Um, so there's three different percentages, field goal, free throw, and uh, three-point percentages. The golden trifecta would be to have a 50 90 and 40 percentage so the 50 would be the field goals 90 would be free throws and 40 percent would be three pointers um most players don't actually uh hit those goals but when if you do find any players that do um and based on their rankings are ranked really high i would say pick those players up because they are very efficient and will help more than one category for your team Okay, so the next question is one thing worth more points than a different action? So this really depends on your commissioner, the person who made your league essentially, and what scoring system they chose to employ. To make a long story short, there are four words that when mixed and matched will determine the scoring format. Number one is the word category, which is used to signify the eight or nine different categories that you are used, using to compete with other teams. These categories are points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, threes, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and the ninth category is turnovers. Yep, and I believe there are a total of 22 different possible categories, but those eight slash nine are the the most common ones you'll see in fantasy basketball. The second major word that determines the scoring format is points league. A points league, each category or stat is worth a different amount of points. Head-to-head or H-to-H, as the common abbreviation people usually say, is just saying that you're going to be competing against another uh, manager, team manager, every week head to head. The word roto or rotisserie is the fourth word and is just meaning that you count up all the points that you've earned at the end of the year and you'll determine the, the seeding or the ranking during that time. Each league will determine their scoring format based on these four essential words. So to answer the original question, is one thing worth more points than another action? Yes, it matters more in a points league. It matters a little less in head-to-head and category leagues, and it matters the least in rotisserie leagues. If it was not clear, let me know. I can re-summarize it in a different podcast episode. Next question. Also, is it like Pokemon because you think it's cute? Do you keep a player because they're a workhorse type of player that's cute? No. Or- <laughs> no, do you just like in Pokemon when you keep it because it's cute, but it's not like battle functional. Like, do you keep a player because they've been like your favorite player since childhood, but like they're not like top whatever hundred list. Thing? Do you keep a player because they are near and dear to your heart, or or is it like otherwise? 
or are you going all for the monies? I think that's a personal personal goal and personal mindset. For me personally, I believe in a good balance because you want good players on your team. However, if you pick the most boring players that do the same thing, there are workhorses that will give you the, the points and the things, the stat- statistics, or the categories that you need to win, but you don't like watching them because they're so boring. I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of playing this game because then you're not going to want to watch these games. It's, you're not going to be invested at all. I personally would say have those players but also have at least like one or two two or three players that you'd want to watch because these these players are professionals and they're actually very exciting to to root for or root against and come towards the end of the season when some of these players are in playoffs and your playoffs are over because the fantasy playoffs are before the actual nba playoffs you will be more excited to watch. Okie dokie. So that concludes my segment from uh, questions from my talented and inspiring but fantasy illiterate girlfriend. Um, just to reiterate what we talked about today, um, everyone just just calm down and don't drop too many people if your team was drafted solidly. And if you didn't draft that well, you can drop you can drop maybe the bottom bottom few members of your team but otherwise i would just wait it out and yeah i'll see you guys all after week 2 and we'll see what ha- what the what the waves bring next time until then thank you for listening this is torture fantasy basketball podcast night guys or morning wherever peace